Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. This is The View from Vitaly, brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. The Blues were winners last night in Calgary by a score of 3-0. They play the Vancouver Canucks tonight. Vancouver is in the Pacific time zone. So right now, it's 7-16 where Joe Vitale is. And he's Thanks, kind Joey. enough to join us as he does every Friday morning here on the opening drive. Joey V, good morning. How you doing? Hey, Randy. Yeah, yeah it's 7-15. We got in around 3. Um, but you know what? I'm going to channel my inner Thomas Edison in this moment with you right now, I'm going to realize I only need a few hours of sleep and I can't wait to talk some hockey with you. You know, your producer, Matt, I, I love that guy because every time I answer the phone on a Friday morning, good morning, Joe, how you doing this morning? Like, I, I need my alarm clock when it goes off every morning. Good morning, Joe, it's going a great day. Get up. <laughs> We're off and running. Okay, so uh, Joey V, on uh, October 27th of 2011, David Freeze hit the home run, and you're all about, like St. Louis and, and the Cardinals and a fan, you were playing a home game against the Islanders that night for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So tell us about when you found out about the Cardinals' extra inning victory. What did that night look like for you? Uh, I'll be honest with you, Randy. I fell asleep. Yeah. I know it sounds horrible. I know I, I have to be honest with you, though. Uh, my whole team, they were going out downtown in Pittsburgh. Uh, I think it was about 70% of the guys were going out, and I was thinking about it. My daughter was only about four or five months old at the time. The season was just starting to rock and, and kicking the gear, and, and that was one of the years where I was kind of a bubble player, so I really was trying to focus on my rest. <laughs> and I can't tell you the grief I took the next morning when I came into the ring, because at that time, I didn't, you know, social media really didn't pick up just yet. So I'm coming in, and, and I collected all my news. In the players' lounge, you know, I get there, I change, I get my cup of coffee, and I come to the players' lounge, and I start taping my stick, and everyone is watching ESPN, and I'm watching all these highlights, and I'm like, I'm like a kid in a candy store watching, oh, what happens next? Oh, what happens next? And like, you didn't watch this game? I'm like, man, I was tired. I'm out. And I'm watching these highlights unfold, and, and like you said, you just, you can't script it any better, a hometown kid like that, and uh, the, big, the biggest stage of all, and of course, I'm not sure if that was Joe Bucks where he said, was that the one where he said, we'll see you tomorrow night? That is, one, one yep. of the, we had one of the best calls of all time. Uh, Joe certainly has a way about it where he just kind of says it. It's simple. It's right, direct, and it's to the point, uh, and it kind of gives you goosebumps when you look back on it. Joey, I was watching that game last night, and it, it came to my attention. Does um, Do the Calgary Flames have the best uniforms in all of NHL? Oh, listen, I mean... I, I, I really like them. I like the win yeah. more, but I loved those uniforms. Kerry, I'll tell you what, that, that red, it, it does stand out with, with the white. You know, it's mm-hmm. got, they have a, such rich history there, too. I mean, you're looking at the former blue, Al McGinnis, uh, up in the Raptors, of course, Stanley Cup champion with the Calgary Flames. Uh, it's the Saddle Dome, which if you ever taken a look at this, this arena from the outside, it, it does just do that. It's like a big horse saddle. It, like, dips down. Uh, which is amazing to me because I don't know how they keep the snow off of it where it doesn't cave in. But one of the oldest barns, of course, in the league, uh, one of the oldest, richest tradition teams in the league, uh, even it was Jamie Rivers 
who first year on the broadcast team this year, this is the first time I think he's had in 15 or 16 years he's returned to Calgary because of just, you know, the last time he played here was when he was a player. And he said that the place has not changed one bit. So there's mm-hmm. there's certainly a lot of ghosts and there's cobwebs throughout the building. They are building a new rink up in Calgary, though, from what I understand. Uh, it should be ready here in the next three to four years, which which is huge for that fan base because they deserve uh, they deserve a great rink and they deserve certainly some winning winning hockey. Well, that was a great bounce back effort by the Blues last night. The Blues going with eleven forwards and seven defensemen. Now that also meant that Tucker and Verona were healthy scratches. Some people were upset. Of course, they won the game, but prior to that to the game, some people were upset that Verona was a healthy scratch in this. What did you think of that? And was that Baruby sending a message not only to Verona but the rest of the players? Well, Brooke, listen, I think it was, first of all, it's, it was a kind of a gutsy call by the coach. I think especially for Verona. Yeah, I think Tyler Tucker, I think in his own right, and he understands this, that, you know, his game has been, it started out really great. He had a great camp. I think it's been a little bit up and down over the last three. And the reality is for Tyler Tucker is, you know, you're on short leash because you have a healthy Scott Pernovich and Robert Bortuzzo, and they got to get those guys in there as well. So I'm going to put that one on the side. That, that to me was just one of those necessary uh, exchanges you needed to have in personnel at some point on, on this road trip, but the Verona one that one was a little bit different. I think that this was a this was a gutsy call by Craig Berube because you're taking you're taking your leading plus minus guy in second in points at the time, and for a team that's struggling to find offense, and you yank them and you make them a healthy scratch. I mean, a lot of fans who on paper you see this team, you're like, well, how can that be? But the reality is that this team, this coach has a really good pulse on this team, and. How to break this down in a nutshell as quickly as I can is this. This team was successful last year because they were they were good on the rush. Now, they weren't a playoff team. Uh, they scored the majority of their goals on the rush. They really prided themselves on a rush team. Yaku Verana, for the most part, is a fast rush type of player. This year they come in, and they had to really reestablish how they're going to win games. You can't just win games off the rush. They proved that last year. You have to also have another element of being able to grind down low and play in the offensive zone, keep things to the outside, and play defensive first hockey. Now, you bring in Kevin Hayes, you bring in Oscar Sundquist, uh, Torbchenko is going to get a huge opportunity this year. They, were, they built this team in the offseason to really cater to that off- offensive zone play. The reality is coming into last night's game, Craig Bruby had not seen it enough. And he had to make some changes and some switch-ups. So, yes, Yaku Barana, who I, w- I wouldn't say is, is the best at this so-called unsal right now of offensive zone time, uh, he can get there. And I think that's why he had him sit out and watch. But then you look at last night's game. That was, to me, the most complete game they played all year. So much offensive zone time. Go back and watch the highlight of Nick Letty's goal. I mean, that was just work from Torbchenko. It's forechecking from Jake Neighbors, and it's unbelievable puck protection from Kevin Hayes, a big body that they wanted to get down low and protect the puck. He did just that. He feeds it to Nick Letty, plenty of traffic, and it goes in the net. So, again, a gutsy call to sit out Verana, but it proved to be true and proved to be right. Joey, does that give a uh, kind of a light bulb moment to everyone else on the team saying, hey, you, we all have to play better because if not, there's a possibility that you could not be playing, you could be watching uh, this game or the next game? Uh, Kerry, heck yeah, man. That, that is such a good point, and, and it's a great question because, listen, if I'm, if I'm any player like Yaku Verana and I'm a, I'm a point muncher and I, and, I, and I love offense and I want to get goals and points like he does too, if – if you don't have this other element of taking pride in protecting pucks and chipping them in and, and recognizing the right time to make a play and the right time to chip in and, and just keep things simple, if you're not going to get on their forecheck, this coach doesn't care how many points you have. You know, he really doesn't. And I think this is a conversation I had with, with Craig Berube specifically to start this year. 
you know, I think it was Chris Gerber who asked him, you know, what did you learn about coaching last year that you want to implement this year? And you know what, Craig, he, he took a second and you could tell he was thinking about this question a lot. And, you know, for, but what he said was in his answer was, I'm going to do things differently this year and I'm going to follow my gut. And I think what he was trying to say is there were some players last year that like Yaku Varan in the first four or five games, maybe were playing their game and not the team game. And I think he let it go. You know, is it, was he talking about maybe a Vladimir Tarasenko? Was he talking about a franchise score like that, where, yes, he was out there, he was getting his power play, power play points, but maybe 5-on-5 five five wasn't quite the player they needed him to be. Maybe he deserved a rest of time. Maybe he deserved to skip a shift. Was he talking about Jordan Cairo in his young development, where he'd have a game where he'd have two goals, but defensively he was atrocious? I think that he's trying to keep this team accountable in all zones in every single game about how they want to play. And I think the Yaku Verano one, for example, is exactly just that. So to answer your question, yes. If I'm if I'm Jordan Cairo, for example, mm-hmm. and if I think I'm going to go out there and just play offense and get in the mix and get my shots and get my goals and get my points, but I'm not going to play that team-committed offensive style of game, then I think that Craig Brewery, he may not sit uh, Jordan Cairo to maybe watching the game from the rafters, but he's going to miss some shifts, and that's just a fact. Now, to be fair, I think Jordan Kyrie's played the best defensive hockey I've seen him play in a Blues uniform ever. I mean, six games in, I think he's been one of our best defensive forwards. I think the way he's tracking back and back-checking and staying in the house, and just he's very under control. He seems very poised. I know his point totals aren't quite there right now, but Craig Rui does not care about that. We had this kid for eight years. This is about an eight-year development. Take your time. You know, let's really focus defensively. He's been awesome defensively. And then eventually he's going to find a rhythm where that defense leads to offense. And he's going to be the full 200-foot complete player that they're hoping to see him here. And uh, sooner the better, but hopefully the next year or so. Joey V, a couple more things. Number one, Barubi and Rick Tockett, the Vancouver head coach, are the best friends in hockey. And they're both very old school. If their teams are playing like they want them to play, tonight should be as old school a looking uh, hockey game as we'll see. It will. I mean, if you if you embrace the personality of your head coach, this is going to be this is going to be one of those dog fights. And I think that uh, that's what we're going to see. And I know that these two are best friends, you know, off the ice. But there is something about hockey coaches and their makeup where when the puck drops, there there are just no friends. And, and and the one example I'll give you of this is when I was playing in Pittsburgh and I hit Daniel Briere. It was like the third to last game of the regular season, and it really fueled this Pittsburgh-Philadelphia Flyers series, which we'd see back that year in the playoffs in the first round. I hit Daniel Briere late in the game, and I caused a complete line brawl. And then look at the clip. You'll see Tony Granato, who's my assistant coach, and he's screaming at Peter Laviolette. And I thought I thought they were going to go at it between the benches. You know, uh, uh, Peter McGuire was between the benches. He's looking at these two guys screaming at each other. I mean, they wanted to kill each other, uh, Randy Carey and Brooke. I swear to you, uh, I get kicked out. Uh, and then Tony Granado gets kicked out, and we're all watching this. I mean, I'm fuming. I'm sweating. I'm in my equipment. I'm watching the TV in the lounge. He gets booted. He's taking off his mic. We're watching all this thing happen. I'm like, man, Tony, you were really mad at Peter Laviolette there. He goes, yeah, he was my best man at my wedding. <laughs> and I, was like, I was just like, what? Goes, yeah, we were in each other's weddings. We're like best friends. I go, oh, my God. Like, man, you know what? People would never know that by watching that short little clip. But these coaches are so connected, and, and they are such good friends off the ice. But it's just like, it's just like fighters. You know, uh, you look at that great fight last night by Bortuzzo. I can't tell you how many times that – you know, fighters would, would fight and I would fight and I would know a guy or someone else would know a guy or he's like the godfather, one of his sons. I mean, it is amazing when that puck drops, you just kind of, 
you flip that switch, you go on your Superman little little phone booth, you come out, and you're just a different human. So I, I promise you one thing tonight, Craig Bruby's not going to hold back on Rick Tockett. Between the whistles and between the periods, but maybe after the game they can they can catch a quick beer. Mm-hmm. All right, finally, Joey V, your number one ranked Halloween candy. Oh, listen, uh, I have a rule at our house. It, it's a very simple rule. I said it to the kids last uh, week. I say it to them every year. I say, guys, who's excited for Halloween? They say, Dad, I'm excited for Halloween. What are we going to be? They give me it. I go, guys, one rule. And every parent's got a few rules of Halloween. Some are, you know, let's be safe. Um, let's make sure we stay together. Let's make sure we check in every hour. Uh, when it gets dark, let's come home. Like, my rule is simple. I go, guys, what's Dad's rule on Halloween? And my son, Harper, he's a smart kid. He says, all the Reese's peanut butter cups come to Dad's room. And I go, that's it. Harper gets it. That's it. I go, if I find a Reese's peanut butter cup in your bag that next morning, you're in trouble. All the Reese's peanut butter cups. I feel like you know how all, uh, all, all roads lead to Rome back in the day. All peanut butter cups lead to me. No. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm with you 100%. That's, uh, that's mine, too. Uh, Joey V, have a great day in Vancouver. Thanks for waking up with us. We appreciate it. Get some rest, and we'll hear from you tonight. Sounds good, you guys. You guys have a great weekend. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. That is the great Joe Vitale with us on 101 ESPN.